0: Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. In
1: 2006, I started this show called That's My Opinion, not from this uh, station, obviously and it's always been the case that i come up with an opinion you know come up with a topic do a research write about it come blah 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 and then open the phone lines and then you and i will jojo, and we try as much as possible to you know make it african-centered black-centered ghanaian centered anything to you know improve our lives and ourselves since 2006 that's a long way back Never, ever have I ever had guessed on That's My Opinion. Never. I have never had guessed on My Opinion. It's always My Opinion. Folks, for those of you who tuned in last week, those of you who tuned in last week, uh, you know, I came up with a topic where, you know, I was really concerned and I was really hurt that, you know, if a little child, through no fault of hers, his, you know, gets molested, abused, has to get justice. The procedure is that, you know, a doctor should certify that yes, this child has been abused. Now, if this child turns up at the hospital, they are seen as an outpatient with regular fees, you know, the doctor, you know, will charges regular fees. Now Ghana is not a crime, folks. Ghana is not a crime. Sometimes when you're in a crowd, there's certain amounts of money when it's mentioned, is ah, no, no this one too. But 300 Ghana cities even in Accra, sometimes can be a challenge, even in Accra. So once you get out of Accra, 300 Ghana cities, I mean, do you know what it qualifies for somebody to be on a LEAP program? It means the whole year, they've only had 50 pesos. I mean, that's the assessment. And then the whole year, all the money they've earned is 50 pesos. And they say 5,000 cities, and you think, oh, wow, 5,000. No, 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 it's 50 pesos. And then they put them on a LEAP program. So if a child from a LEAP program, you know, gets abused and they have to come up with 300 CDs. they then decide that look let's just sort it and many 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 children many children go through this on a daily basis and i feel that it's wrong i know you listening out they also know it's wrong even though, as Ghanaians, we are not, you know, brought up and trained to reach out to the have-nots. We, we are brought up to be a bit, well, I'm okay, I'm I don't want to go and, you know, disturb anybody, I'm thinking of myself. But I think on this occasion, even if you can pay that 300 CDs, you and I, so-called middle class, should unite and say that no, as a state, it is not right. Folks, until the lions have their own historians, the tales of hunting would always glorify the hunter. And you know I'll say that again. I said, until the lions have their own historians, the tales of hunting would always glorify the hunter. Well, hello and welcome to the most opinionated hour on radio, but today is not my opinion, so well, no, the most uh, high-powered paneled uh, show this evening. <laughs> I am Nana Sakwa, the Chief of the Little Republic of Akwamu, Edumasa. Welcome to the show that I call That's My Opinion. I don't know if I can call it That's My Opinion today. Let me put it on record, too, that, uh, you know, last week, if you listened to me, uh, this incident happened in Edumasa. You know, they went to the hospital. They needed 300 CDs, and so they quit. And as I was following up on the case, I realized that, oh, this is what had happened. So I called my good friend, Dr. Uh, Lawyer Martin Pebu, uh, who said, no, you know, that's not the case. And, you know, so after the conversation, he gave us a thousand CDs to be given to the family to look after, you know, this little girl, which he, he became a hero overnight, you know, he's already a hero. But I must say congratulations to VRA because eventually... When they went back, they said no, they won't take the money. So VRA also did not take the money, which is also, I think, commendable. So all we are saying is that if other people too could get this, can you imagine how equitable and how fair this would be? So VRA did not take the money. So we want to thank VRA for not taking the money. We want to thank Doctor Lawyer Martin Pabu for, for, you know, that wonderful, wonderful gesture. But as you know, the time is short. <clears throat> Sorry, and it's. Today, not going to be just my opinion, but the opinion of three great, great ones here. Now, with me in the studio is Dr. Titus Bu, And uh, I hope you've met him. He's a very, very flamboyant and very charismatic doctor, honestly. And doesn't want to be called Titus. Uh, Titus is signing still, Titus, Titus, please, you ask me, <laughs> uh, Dr. Titus mm-hmm. Beo, yeah, Titus, Titus this is signing his uh, you know, medical degree, so Dr. Titus Beo is here and he's Assistant General Secretary for the GM Ghana Medical Association, so, you know, because last year, they actually reviewed their fees, they reviewed their fees last year. They I'm sure when the budget went up or when the dollar went up, they decided, well, that's it. Uh, with me here, too, is lawyer Martin Pebu, who's... Uh, I'll call him a legal activist. Legal activist. Uh, Martin Pebu's won several landmark cases for your justice. And guess what? When... <laughs> uh, some crime history... Now, check this out. So, lawyers is the one that took the states to court to say that, listen, a defiled child should not be asked to pay for their own money. And so when I asked the police, that I hope you are still holding uh, the guy, you know, when they got arrested. He said, oh, no, now there's no bailable offence. I'm saying, oh, <laughs> no, the same lawyer, Martin Bebu, who, who took the state to court to say that, you know, the state should pay for that child. It's the same person who took the state to court to say there's no such thing as a no bailable offence. So the guy got his bail. So I think they were doing that. And then um, another... Individual who must be in this conversation is Chief Superintendent Uwuzwa Director of Dovsu. Can you imagine Asami became? These are the people. Uh, I think we should have kept Nano no, Yelita here, even though she's former. We should have really kept her here. No, no Kenbi. Ah, but she, she, escaped. Uh, she escaped. I'm sure she's tuned in. She escaped. She's tuned in. But I want to start with Doctor, Doctor. I mean, one of the things that really hurt me was the the coldness of some of the doctors. It was as if, you know, you, can, you don't have to attach any human feelings to it. This is a person who's come to the hospital with a condition and therefore must be treated. And I was thinking, hold on. I mean, a child defiled, dear, it can't just be malaria. But, you know, the doctor who I was speaking to said, well, it's just like a child who's come with HIV, cancer, You know, it's like he's coming with a condition, so just pay and get to your treatment. It didn't sit well with me. To the point I asked this doctor, I mean, is there anything lower than a defiled child? She says, yes, a dead child. I said, child is dead. He says, yeah, but the child is dead. The parents are going through hardship, but they still have to pay to collect the body. You're telling me it's the same as what the living child is going to go through. So, I mean, this was what happened so i'll just leave it with you uh doctor what's going on why 300 ghana cities okay um
2: good evening uh, nana and good evening um to lawyer Mm. and uh, the police officer Mm. as well as to our uh listeners who's also a lawyer Yes, uh, in uh, fact, I just I just picked <laughs> up that information that it looks like the legal brains have been set up against he me. <laughs> we have two lawyers against I a doctor, but i I, so I, I believe Nana will be on my side, <laughs> so. I, I <laughs> Alright, I think I think the story narrator is a very sad one mm-hmm. Um that. um sh- should not be supported in any way. I don't think... Uh, my, when I heard it, the f- my first instinct was that perhaps they did not know the full history of the patient. You see, it is not uncommon to attend to patients without knowing their social history, without knowing their background. And sometimes some patients are even themselves afraid to disclose things. And you may ask questions and they may not talk because we all do pro bono services. Mm-hmm. And a lot of doctors sacrifice money uh, to take care of patients. We actually pay for patient bills and I have colleagues in the district who have even taken blood for it to be donated to patients So this is the extent to which doctors can go to sacrifice So I think this particular case Unless one is fully um, apprised with the content of the case It will be difficult to make a pronouncement But if it is as it is put I think that is a very sad one That is all I can say for now I don't think under any circumstance uh, A child defiled who is from a very poor background Who cannot afford their bills um, should not be, should I mean, be restrained or like I say prevented from getting justice by refusal of them to sign a police form. Just as you've said, um, you stated, when they went back, and I think when the full facts have come out, they've actually decided to do it for free. And a lot of us do that. Uh, but why the fees, I'm sure when we get there, I will give some um, other information. But if I have to give my initial remarks on why the GMA had to come out with fees, I think all lawyers here would agree that every professional grouping have professional charges. Mm. Again, the purpose of these charges is to sanitize the system. Prior to this, I'm sure if a GMA did not come out with this, and I looked at our scale of fees that we gave, you realize that it's on the lower margin of the fee that was charged. Our range for police forms is actually from 300 cities to 800 cities. They took the, because we have spoken to our members, because prior to that, people were charging anything and there was no uh, uniformity, there was no standards, and the police form that is in use now is a very old police form which state two CDs something, something, I don't have it exactly in mind. The lawyers might remind us of that, which in modern day term is unrealistic. And therefore, people were charging all sorts of fees, and the association thought we needed to sanitize the system. Again, when it comes to police forms in particular, No patient is to be denied service because of police form. The primary duty of the doctor is to care for the patient. We see the police form, the um, search for justice as a secondary issue. So if you come in, you are hurt. This patient who was defiled is exposed to sexually transmitted infections, psychological trauma. Those should be the primary concern of the doctor. After that is sorted out and they want to pursue the justice uh, through our justice system, then that comes in. And for that first part, I don't think any doctor would deny anybody that service in any facility. But when it comes to the payment of police forms, it depends on what the need is. Because if somebody is assaulted, a person wants to go and pursue, or somebody is taking a case to court that needs a medical report, its a professional service the doctor is offering and it is the considered view of the GME that for that professional service the doctor should be remunerated for it and we brought out a range to guide um, or guide practitioners in that light
1: okay so uh i'll come to uh, chief superintendent uh a uh, director for dopsu uh you see uh we're listening to the doctor and, you know, he's saying that, oh, they won't refuse, they won't refuse. But speaking to Dobsu in Akosumbo, they've gotten to the point where if they really assess the victim and they know that this victim, Charlie, hasn't got 300, in case, let's say, we'll come to the police station and say, oh, you need to go to the police station. Well, if you don't have three cities or seven cities to take trot, trot to the station, then please don't come. Because when we get to the hospital, it's 300 cities. So they have literally stopped. And it looks as if it's a trend going
3: on. But then I'll leave it to Chief. I mean, you you hear reports. So let's hear from you. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, good evening to uh, panel members here, mm-hmm. Nana, and then to, our, uh, to your listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, the issue of um, fees, mm-hmm. I mean, doctors signing, taking money before endorsing police medical form has always been an issue for us police Um, it's not a question of whether the person can pay or not pay it's a question of is it the right thing for us to do, is this in the best interest of justice for victims to pay for medical forms the endorsement of medical forms you see when victims are asked to pay for medical forms it affects the justice system because one it becomes an imaginary roadblock in pursuing justice what happens then is that if let's say it's a development case the person reports the case to police and as part of the investigations there's a need for a medical form the victim is directed to the hospital or is taken to the hospital but at the end of the day the doctor will have to sign a medical form endorse it and it's the endorsement that brings about the issue now when we get to that point two things happen either the uh, the victim will have to go and look for money somewhere else and unfortunately sometimes they end up going to the suspect if the suspect has not been arrested or they have access to the suspect in any way, they'll go to the suspect and negotiate. And then the suspect will say, okay, instead of like the 300, I can give you 300 and more on condition that you don't pursue the case. And so in that regard, people will take the money and not even go back to the doctor for the endorsement of the form. And then they will frustrate the police. They will not come back again. And then sometimes too... Because if they're not able to go back to the the suspect or the suspect hasn't got the money, then what happens is that they don't come at all. Then we have to rely on NGOs, just like you relied on uh, council senior to pay for it, then we have to be going around asking for such help. If we happen to be if the incident happen to be in Accra then good for us. We go to police hospital and then uh, the, Dr. Buama is there. He will endorse the form for us, examine the, the patient and then victim and then endorse the form for us. If it is too, we have Dr. Be- Badu. But, but yes, mm-hmm. he's also a very good doctor that helps us a lot in the, in, in these cases. So, in general, the issue of um, taking money before endorsement really affects prosecutions of our case or investigation of our our, our cases. So. Well, the
1: state, the state versus. Uh Martin Pegbo, mm. <laughs> the attorney general, yeah. the attorney general versus Martin Pegbo. So, lawyer Martin Pegbo literally took Ghana to court <laughs> to say that, listen, you can't do this, mm. lawyer. So, I mean, what did you take to court and what was the outcome?
4: Okay, great. So, uh, I was compelled, okay, uh, by the circumstances, okay, having been exposed to situations in which uh, victims, a victim to be specific, mm-hmm. could not access medical care okay because the victim didn't have sufficient uh, uh, money and as such the victim didn't get justice that was what moved me and indeed even prior to going to court the police themselves had come out with a newspaper publication there was a story in the daily graphic that majority of the cases that they encountered that's domestic violence were said that whenever they give out the medical form to the victims, those medical forms never got retained. That is to say, the victims never came back. So I was like, wow, how can we sit down as a nation and allow this to continue? For crying out loud, we are middle income, mm-hmm. you see. yeah. So that is the basic motivation. And indeed, will it, uh, I mean, will it surprise you? When we got to court, the judge had also experienced the same thing. Wow. Yeah, he had also seen such a situation. It was like, oh, wow, why don't we just get this fund operationalized? Because by law, so the first scenario is that mm-hmm. the law says that victims of domestic violence are entitled to free medical care. Wow, the victims are entitled to free medical care now. So, having done this in 2007, okay, the question is that why, and you know, also in 20, uh, was it 2018. We we passed on, 2016, we passed an LI to operationalize the act. Mm -hmm. And we went on and on about the free medical care. Mm -hmm. So, if, let's say, even we were to say that at the time we passed this in 2007 it was a mistake. Mm -hmm. In 2016, LI 2237, we repeated that we want to provide free medical care. So, they've designed forms, compensation, and all that. So, it tells you that Parliament knew what it was doing. Mm-hmm. So it's not a fluke. It's, it's not a fluke. 2016, we have an LI2237, and yet we are not implementing the laws as much as we should. So the truth of the matter is, as it stands now, there's a bit of money in the funds. The last time we went to the presidency, sometime in August last year, 2019, we got an update that there's 30-something thousand in the fund but you know that's woefully inadequate mm-hmm. that's i'm talking about the victims of domestic violence fund yes <coughs> uh, it has so many uses i'm sure we'll come to that mm-hmm. so i'll not go deeper than that but the point is that as of that time there was just about 30 something thousand in it and they are not actively disbursing. by this ally it is envisaged that each victim of domestic violence will get compensation that's the essence of this ally so, where you have 30 something thousand in a fund in a country that's about 30 million, then you know that we, we, we really must be joking. And you see, to add, when we went to the presidency last year in August, the president was concerned. There and there, at a point, he even said, look, he could give uh, some money from the presidency. But later, in the course of the meeting, you know, that's, uh, the meeting was organized uh, by the uh, Domestic Violence Coalition, being led by uh, Mr. Adolf uh, Uku. And then you have Angela Germana, of course, they are the seniors and several other seniors. We, we are later, latter <laughs> days, uh, we are just kids. The, yeah. the real seniors are there, okay? Yeah, yeah so the seniors got a meeting yeah. of the president and then we uh, got to be on the, the uh, delegation. You see, so it was decided that, okay, the gender advisor to the president, Dr. Uh, Angela Santi should coordinate, because they said some some of the oil companies, the international oil companies, those in the upstream sector, were interested in funding. So it all looked good. That was in August, Nana. As we sit now... (laughs) Now the coalition, so the next thing we heard was that Dr. Asante had been asked to hand over to the gender minister. So as we sit now, the coalition is now writing letters again to go to the gender minister. So it's like we take two steps forward then we take five backwards. I mean, it's not good. It's not good as a nation. Look, we should be ashamed of ourselves that we are doing this for ourselves. I mean, go to the ministries and see the V8s parked there. In Accra, V8s, <laughs> hmm? on the public <laughs> place, driving V8s in Accra. So much fuel, so much cost, and some are even fresh, fresh. I mean, no. Look, I think that we must be bold, we must be decisive. The citizens must call out these persons who are not doing it right. That, look, we want the fun up now we must get the fund properly operationalized now it's long overdue yeah. we can't continue doing it this way
1: well i you know, was going to push this one forward, but I thought no. Being that we've just come out of our sixty-third birthday and it's Women's Day, I mean, these are two major aspects in our lives that should concern ourselves with children. Yeah. Women definitely concern themselves with children, and the nation should concern themselves. So I them, okay, you know, something. I have to do it today. So on, you know, on the back of our sixty-third and on the back of Women's Day, I think you've just nailed it that as a nation we should do something. But Doc, let me come to you. Being that there's this fund and the GMA, you know, going to be so powerful, are you hitting the easy target, which is the little girl, instead of going after the state to say, look, put money in the fund, let us assess it. Hmm.
2: And I, like I mentioned, um, I think the ultimate solution is what Lawyer is suggesting, hmm. where the state takes care of this and then helps to sanitize the system and provide help those who need help. We all have a social contract with the states, mm-hmm. and all of us pay taxes, and And the purpose of that is to support our colleagues who cannot, even ourselves, things that we cannot provide for ourselves, the state is supposed to do that for us. But the GMA did what it did on good grounds and on good purpose. <laughs> and I don't think it was meant to hit us the, um, the easy target. If you ask me, like, um, I think the The police um, officer said there are a lot of doctors who are signing this for free and they would sign it, especially if it is a lot more
1: who won't sign it,
2: especially if it is defilement and like under circumstances under which we are speaking. But what we put there was not specifically at defilement. In fact, when we were looking at it, there were even concerns. The committee that looked at it thought that look for defilement, maybe we should just issue a Uh, an administrative thing that all defilement cases should just be free. Everybody should sign it off. But the issue that came up was that we have situations where you cannot compel someone to sign the form. Okay? It is the primary duty of the doctor is to take care of you. After that signing of that form, you cannot compel the person to sign the form. If the person is is in an employment where the setup is such that the person is the only doctor there because you see when you sign that form there are responsibilities it brings to you one of those responsibilities is your ability to go to court to defend that case and defend it so well so that justice is properly served okay so in a situation where doctors have to travel day and night from their regular place of work to other places to go to court at times that are sometimes off their regular working time and Time that is not protected for them. Transportation is not catered for nothing. And you have to move anytime you are called, wherever, to go and respond. You are going to have a situation where a lot of doctors are going to decline from signing these forms. In a place like Kolebu, when somebody comes with defilement, you will see even people and some of the hospitals where there are a lot of doctors, the first responder to the patient will usually not be the one who wants to sign. And most doctors will be shying away from it. Not with uh, standing the um, whatever amount is supposed to be charged. Because even the charges were supposed to be Um, routed through the institution Mm -hmm. and then whoever doctor uh, whichever doctor attends to the patient is then giving something to compensate for this movement but even under that circumstance we have doctors shying away from this because once you put pen to um, paper on this one you are primarily committed so a lot of doctors who go to you have been defiled. You are hurt. What is your exposure prophylaxis? How can we protect you so that you don't get infections? How can we take care of your psychological needs? If you are bleeding, how can we sort that out? They see this um, justice as a secondary issue. It is equally important. But my point is that if we did not sanitize the system, you are going to have situations where, even in places where you have just one doctor, doctors may not want to sign the form. Well,
1: let, let me bring uh, uh, chief chief superintendent in here. I mean, any time you guys say we should go to a state mm. uh, state facility yes. for note, state facility mm. for note, and so if the state doctor is also saying any timer, then mm-hmm.
3: I'm a bit confused there. Okay, so Nana, um, first and foremost, let's state, let's get the let's state the obvious. When it comes to criminal cases, it's the state versus the accused person. Mm -hmm. So even though I assault you, and you are the person who actually experienced the pain, in legal terms, it is the state that you have, you know, harmed in one way or the other. So it's the state that takes up prosecution of criminal cases. What then it means is that it's the state's responsibility to cater for costs, you know, as a result of prosecution. Prosecution. Mm -hmm. In this regard, it is the state that has to provide for the government, the doctor, to move from one end to the other and not the victim. So if doctors, there's a need for doctors to go to hospital, move from one point to the other, it is the state that needs to provide provide that and not the victim so to take it from the victim is like as you earlier on said Mm -hmm. you look at the stronger person and the weaker person you think okay this one is an easy Mm -hmm. way to go and then you hold on Mm -hmm. but i don't want to say it is not right illegal it's it's not legal but honestly speaking it is not something that should be done Okay mm. as for as for as for taking money <laughs> from victims is a non-starter. Yeah. now when you go to court and you are subpoenaed in court you have any time you go to court you go to the registrar after court may, whether court sat or whether there was proceedings or whether you gave evidence or not afterwards you go to the registrar and the registrar endorses the form the subpoena And then, as and when, so let's say, if you appear in court three times to give evidence, it will be endorsed at the back of the subpoena. And then, at the end of the day, the court has its own processes, so the clerk will do whatever they need to do. And then, the money will be the 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 document will be sent to the finance section, and then that money will be paid. So, if you and are... It takes
4: long. Like saying say <laughs> yes, saying, Ghana in English. It does. It does. Yes,
3: it is true. It is, it is... Yes, it does take... Because it's a process that you have to go through. Yes. But it is an avenue for a doctor mm-hmm. to collect the money. So to, 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 yes, because it is, it's a state that is prosecuting. Okay. And if you are a doctor and you have been subpoenaed to come, it is a process to follow. So then you can then put an argument that, okay, it takes too long to receive it. So now we have an avenue for collecting the money, but it takes too long. So can the state do something about it so that it will be faster? Or, but not for us to shift the, the cost to the victim. Okay,
2: but if I may come in briefly, Mm -hmm. Nana, um, when we brought out our fees, uh, nowhere did we state specifically that this fee is supposed to be paid directly the source or whoever is supposed to make the payment. We think that if we look on summary on the cost incurred by doctors and the time and efforts that they incur for the professional services they render, which, in our opinion, is not part of it's not, it's not the primary mandate initially to the patient. It is also equally important, but we think that if you look at the entire judicial process involved, this is how much a doctor's time and effort is worth. This is how my dad professional who is doing. And I think it's sometimes the doctor is hired by the state. And I I would want to explain that a bit more. You see, mm -hmm. sometimes we we talk about the doctor being hired by the state. Um So you're working on state time. No, it's not all that is on state time. The doctor has a specified state time um work that work period and job description that he's supposed to do. If I am I am a gynecologist, I'm supposed to be working in in the hospital where I'm employed. I'm supposed to go there from morning to a, set, a specified time. In that contract that I have, where is it stated that if I am asked to go to a case, uh, attend to a case at Takradi, a case, a case is called in court at Takradi, I should drive myself, risk my life, go there and come back is that within the state time is that how it's been scheduled is Mm -hmm. that part of because if it is the duty of the state as she well stated the state should make provision for me to be there i should be given protected time mm -hmm. of work to go and do that mm -hmm. and come back Mm -hmm. to the extent that they i think you see if we i'll just wrap up by saying that if we do not situate this well Mm -hmm. we'll create a, a certain impression and the whole thing comes to the doctor as the one who is not doing what he's supposed to do, but I think that the primary responsibility lies with the state. The state yeah. employs me. That
3: is what we are saying. Yeah,
2: and and I like that bit. The state employs me. If the state wants me to mm. do those but services, I you were saying? Uh, yeah. No, the point I'm making is that as to the extent that the state doesn't provide those necessities,
3: mm. I must provide for myself. Yeah. But, but we are saying that in providing for yourself, you don't choose the the. So we the have system. we have because stated. That we it is not it is not the victim's responsibility so the
2: victim you... doesn't come to me the victim comes to me Having been instructed by the police mm-hmm. and given a form, mm-hmm. if the victim ref, uh, returns that same information to the police, mm-hmm. that this is what the process is going to cost me. Mm-hmm. The police that is processing that document should mm-hmm. find funds from mm-hmm. wherever, whether it's from this fund, mm-hmm. from the state or whatever it means, and know that for me to prosecute this case, mm-hmm. this is what it
3: cost me. We should yeah. fund so, f- funds from where? Because you see, from that is why that is why to begin mm-hmm. with, it has always been go to the government, the mm-hmm. state hospitals. Mm-hmm. So you go to the state hospitals, mm-hmm. they don't take money. If you go to uh, private hospitals, that mm-hmm. one, government has no control over there. Mm-hmm. So they will charge you. Yes. So the argument is, go to state hospitals. Mm-hmm. Now when you go to state hospital, you have an issue mm-hmm. that you'll be going to court. And and one of the problems that I have with this whole collection is the fact that it is not all the uh, medical forms that you endorse that we end up going to court. Mm-hmm. In fact, there are times that you endorse a medical form, but sometimes the medical form is written in in such a way that mm-hmm. the evidence is not strong to begin with, yeah. and then there are other evidence we try to get and realize that it is weak. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we end up we have to close it at the police mm-hmm. station, mm-hmm. or or send mm-hmm. it to the AG's office, mm-hmm. and then the AG's office will advise that mm-hmm. there should be no prosecution. Mm-hmm. But your the collection of the money is. Virtually, it's like once you come and it's a medical form, you Mm -hmm. take the money. Mm -hmm. Some of the cases don't end up in court. Uh, But unfortunately, we are we are are not able to determine.
4: I'm trying to right. no, 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 you know, in every profession yes. why the person is worked I, I
5: understand end this no, exactly I understand mm. but my
3: point is that what, they are collecting the, mm. the arguments for collecting the money is to go to court so what about not, instances no, not it's
4: only it too easy. Listen,
3: so it's, like a, it's, it's a, a professional
2: then. service um, uh, madam. you
1: are mm. l- l- a lawyer mm-hmm. let me, let me, let let me bring Martin, Martin okay, let, Martin yeah, let me bring come in yes because, Martin, yes. the guy is hired yeah. by the state. Yes. So, imagine you came to work today and mm-hmm. today nobody came to work. The state mm-hmm. won't say, well, today I'm not going to pay you because mm-hmm. nobody mm-hmm. came with malaria. Mm-hmm. They yeah. still get paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, should somebody come in in this situation, you mm-hmm. can't just tell Mark and tell the state that, well, mm-hmm. as for this particular one here, you need to pay me extra.
4: Hmm, mm-hmm. and, uh, that's it's very difficult. It's so, uh, simplistic. <laughs> yeah, it's very <laughs> difficult to go along the line that, the doctor shouldn't ask for payment. I think they... No, in it. yes.
1: From the state, but yes. not from the victim. That's what yes. I yes. said. Yes, we all agree. Yes. There must be some form yes. of payment, so but it
4: must come
6: from the state. Yes. So
4: once the law is made, declare that the uh, victim should get free medical care, it's yeah. up to the state. Is it in 2018, for? the World Bank organized a roundtable conference on this matter. And I remember a doctor from the Ministry of Health also. Mm. She came in and she said, oh, that can be done. So we're to do follow-ups. And, and then later on that platform Yes. Uh She was transferred Mm -hmm. from that ministry, so it became difficult. But she said, oh, this can be done. Mm -hmm. So, Nana, look, maybe if, let's say, in a month's time, if we don't see anything, let's come back again. Mm-hmm. You see, let's come back again. the doctor is looked at this they said it can be done. Which was as yeah. I said yeah. I, I think oh. just just to yes. chip
3: in to give um we've been in discussion with UNICEF. <coughs> yeah. And uh, we've and we had some informal um discussion with some of the your know, hierarchies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there are plans in place to mm-hmm. meet with the appropriate um Office yeah. with your office to mm-hmm. see that this thing is, okay. yeah. you know, um, yes. dealt with. So there, there are there have been discussions ongoing. Mm. The
4: as I said, said last year, went to the <laughs> number one, <laughs> <laughs> to the number yes. one, and, and it's <laughs> still where it yeah, is. but so, good luck, yeah.
1: <laughs> good luck. This, this, is from Angela Jamna Abwaji mm-hmm. Listening, mm-hmm. Uh, this is a very simple, straightforward policy issue, in my opinion, mm-hmm. which can be settled between a Ministry of Gender and the mm-hmm. Ministry of health Mm -hmm. involving NHIS.
6: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: In the very least, uh, an amendment to the regulations entitling doctors to charge the fees, Mm -hmm. paying them from the NHIS uh, substituted by the funds that's supposed to be in the DV secretariat, Mm -hmm. and an amendment to the NHIA policy. It can be restricted. In the first instance, the child... Victims of sex abuse, then later to other DV and SGBV victims. If, uh, as it says, just like policy coherence, then that makes it simple, makes it look simple. But it comes again to say, uh, the doctors doing this for free are very few. Mm-hmm. Police hospital doctors, Dr. Badu, uh, Dr. Clayman, when he was in public service, and Dr. Sechi, maybe one or two more. A combined advocacy effort with doctors in the forefront will make a big difference. The reason okay. being, uh, the, the reason being, given the reasons being given there sorry <laughs> it's not the doctor's fault but they can do it in a more ethical way that's fine mm-hmm. I, I, I think I
2: mean I welcome that submission uh, the whole point is that I think that is why in the first instance we agreed to participate in this mm-hmm. we think that we need to find a lasting solution to this uh, the point should not be whether somebody deserves a professional fee or not. Yeah, that that, that shouldn't not, that be. No, no, so, no. So the my, the yeah. point so is, I okay. think. That, that's not the, the yes, point. So, if we agree, yes. you need to move to yeah. yeah. the court. So, my, my, my main point is that I think we should leave here with a call to action Mm -hmm. and that in this country we are fan of passing laws Mm -hmm. policies legislative instrument that defines things beautifully but implementation becomes poor i have mentioned it here and i have spoken when we talked about emergency preparedness in this country Mm -hmm. there is a law Mm -hmm. and a policy that says every accident victim when within 24 hours in the hospital free treatment Mm -hmm. truth is if you are managing even the government facility Mm-hmm. And there is no source of compensating for this. Yeah. It is not sustainable. Anything you pass must be backed by the necessary the resources. resources. Yeah. So if you, you have a car crash, they bring in 20, uh, 80 patients, you treat all of them for free with all your resources. Nobody uh, reimburses you. Yeah. Another crash comes. Why are you going to take care of them? Yeah. There is really nothing free. Somebody has to be prepared to fund it. Yeah, and I sure. think that we should make the clarion call on the authorities that this fund should be operational. If it means all of us combining effort with the police, with all uh, the coalition, Mm -hmm. to go on whatever, Mm -hmm. to get the states and all other agencies to contribute to the fund, I think it will be good. And I also think the policy should be streamlined well. That's why I'm saying that I agree very well with uh, Angela's submission. Mm -hmm. Because if the policy is streamlined well and it's not based on people's benevolence mm-hmm. but it yeah. is said that we know that every doctor when you sign this for free this is what is going to happen in the event that it goes to court this is what is go- who wouldn't like to do that yeah. zero understand.
1: zero zero three zero two two one six five four one let's hear what you have to say zero three zero two two one six five four one uh this one's from dr badu it says caution why do we only do medical assessment? What of the psychological challenges? Why is the law silent on psychosocial assessment for justice process? That's another big, big one. But I think Kofi is on the line. Hello, Kofi. Hello? 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 Let's see if we can get Kofi up and uh, hear what Kofi has to say. Hello, Kofi
5: yes Nana. good evening good evening let me hear you uh, um yes so thank you so much for this um topic my uh issue has to do with the way the police woman is defending the issue of um, doctors not have to charge i also know that the police apart from that i know somebody who's been defiled and now the case is in court and every time they go to court Um, the the victim has to pay the policemen for their transport before the case is taken to court. So I would like to know from the policewoman whether that is law, because that's what they've been told, that that is law, that they have to pay uh, for the transport of the policemen in order for them to be able to go to court. And everything (laughs) that is associated with it, they have to pay um, the policemen, anything that the policemen have to do, they have to cater for their transport before they are able to do that. Thank you
1: very much. I think your point is uh, well noted. Uh, Bella is in Tema. Let's hear Bella. Hello, Bella.
6: Yes, hi, Nana. How are you? hope you're fine. I'm good. Yes. Um, I don't know, the lady The lady in the studio, she's Angela, right?
1: No, she's uh, superintendent of watching Chief, I superintendent. Think,
6: no, let me okay, you. superintendent. <laughs> I think she's very astute and intelligent. Her submissions are just on point. Because Nana, I had an incident just last week in my community whereby a very vulnerable person had to go to Michelle Military Clinic and they told him that until you pay 350 students, they're not going to sign your medical report for you. When he went to the Gulf the, um, City Police Station, they were like, okay, unless the report is signed before they can attend, they can continue the case. This is the case whereby the person had to look for me wherever I was, looking for funds, just to be able to pay and get justice to, because he was assaulted apparently, and wanted to gain justice. But the question I asked myself is that, so if... Let's say this case doesn't go to court. Would the doctors refund the money back to the patients or not? Because for my um for my experience, even um the private hospital, like post medical in Tema, takes medical reports of one fifty students So why is the government is taking as much as three hundred and fifty cedis? It's too much.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm I right. have uh, <laughs> yeah. Mike I'm in right. Dalsuman. Hello, Mike. <laughs> Yeah,
7: Nana, good yes. evening.
1: Good evening, let me hear you. Yeah,
7: Um. Uh, I salute you for the good program. I'm getting very much educated, and I believe so to all A little bit, Um. I think Doc indicated that we have beautiful laws and policies, but operationalization becomes a problem, especially funding. I want to say, as a former uh, practitioner of insurance, uh, I want to say that in the motor M- M- Insurance Premium, it is embedded in it, a uh, road traffic accident fund that National Insurance Commission mm-hmm. handles have the uh, hospital and applying to get funds to cater for um, patients who have been injured as a result of accidents that the uh, doctor was saying that they, uh, they normally uh, become handicapped financially to cater for certain ones. Please, sometimes it's important we open our uh, eyes to also see where we can assess funds, not to sit back and say that it is difficult to assess and all that.
1: Thank you very much. Uh, Richard is in La Paz, which is the last caller. Hello, Richard.
7: Yeah, Nana. thank you so much for the opportunity. Uh, what I am a bit baffled about is uh, the doctors excuse that they have to drive long, long distances to attend court uh, sessions. If a case happens in a district where uh, the doc- a doctor operates in the government district hospital, how come uh, the, the, the court case will be tied in a very far distance? Uh, that's what uh, I don't understand. Why there should be a court in that district uh, for the doctor to quickly attend and come
1: back to whatever he's doing in the government hospital. So these are some of the thoughts of uh, the public, just to get an assessment of what's going out there. Uh, But the main reason for, you know, these big brains sitting uh, behind their mics today is to say that enough is enough. If we are 63 years and uh, if uh, we are celebrating Women's Day, I mean, I think the least, the least we can do before God and man is to make sure that uh, at least, if we start with the defiled child and then gradually move it on, uh, it you know it would all go well. But to look at a little girl and turn her away, I mean, it's sad. One of the cases I told you last week was a nine-year-old girl who's an orphan, living with a woman and a husband. Husband defined a nine-year-old girl. She reports to the teacher, teacher to Dovsu, Dovsu to police, 300 CDs. The only person with 300 CDs is the suspected stepfather defiling her. So, what do they do? They stop the case and give the girl back to the family. I hear, I follow the app and I'm told some family came from Ivory Coast and took her away. But I mean, that was real. Nine year old girl, orphan, mom dead, father dead, living with mom's friend and the husband. Husband defiles the girl. Uh, obviously from deprived background, she manages to tell the headmistress headmistress to Dovsu Dovsu to police uh, to uh, hospital 300 cities. The only person with 300 cities is the man that's defiling the girl. Mm -hmm. So they couldn't continue the case and they gave the girl back to them they get the girl back to them. I mean, that, these are real, that's why I want to say Ghana is not Accra, you know, that these are real situations. So because of 300 cities, and I'm here, some family from Ivory Coast came, they've taken the girl, only God knows what's going to do. But there's a message here for the lawyers. Is said, lawyers, Martin and Chiefs, of superintendent Ousua, so please carry this matter to its logical conclusion. Ousua, uh, congratulations. And this is from Lawyer Bekai. Uh,
7: Kofi Bekai, Kupi Kupi nice Bekai. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. So uh, over to you Jolati. <laughs> uh, we need to we need to I think in our lifetime mm-hmm. if we can see money in this yeah. pot yeah. so yeah. that yeah. somebody can be saved at yeah. least you with me I can one day bit me I can say we at least supported somebody. Yeah. And
3: yeah. so how, how do you do this? So we've gone you've been to court already. Mm-hmm. So what do we do now? Nana, please. Before you come in, I think I I want to stress that that in the meantime, instead of doctors doctors taking the money.
0: Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Me escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado
3: from victims in the meantime they should assess it through the court so you are supreme to come and give evidence and I'll give you an instant case I, I, I was telling senior that one of our senior police officers was called from a shanty region in a case where he had to give evidence mm-hmm. and any time he went to court his uh, the subpoena was uh, was subpoena. endorsed mm-hmm. until he finished giving um, evidence, evidence. Mm-hmm. afterwards the check was prepared the judicial um, the, the judiciary had to do what they had to do and afterwards a check was issued to him and he was paid so a uh, uh, for now uh, uh, as doctor was saying that it takes long. Mm-hmm. Yes, it takes long, but it's the best option for now. Mm-hmm. Until maybe other, because between taking long and getting it from the state, and and taking not long, instant, and getting it from a victim, a three-year-old child or a nine-year-old child from a very poor home, who can't. I mean, the, I'm sure the whole family when they bring their <laughs> monies together, it will not even be up to three hundred yeah. Take So for now, the option for us now is for court, for the, for the doctor to go to court. When you are subpoenaed, you go to court after whether the court sat or not, whether your case was called or not, you've been to court. So you go to the registrar, then the subpoena will be endorsed. Until you finish, then they go through the process. So for now, I will urge our doctors to use that procedure whilst as stakeholders we come together and, and discuss issues. And, and let me quickly re- react to what one caller said, that um, I am sure, baby. It's a way of to dis- to us because I'm talking about the doctor's now. So he wants to chip in something about the police. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I'm the not person is Oh no! <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> but
6: that's
3: just. <laughs> <by the doctor>. <laughs> <laughs> so so. so no, no. That is real. Uh, what, what he said, it is an offense. It is professional misconduct. And in fact, it can even be criminal mm. because when yeah. we term it as bribe. Mm. So if something of that sort is happening, it is not the responsibility of a suspect or a victim or a witness or whoever to transport police from one end to the other. It is not the responsibility of any of the parties. So if you are a victim, you are a suspect, and the policeman says, before I come to court, give me A, B or C, report the person to... Uh,
4: it, no. It,